podcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. This is Keep Asking, the podcast that helps you dig deeper and wider into the research providing insights into today's church and culture. I'm here today with my colleagues Scott McConnell and Casey Oliver. Today we're going to talk about the Sabbath rest and alcohol. Welcome back, guys. Glad to be back. Just just chilling out. <laughs> yes, there we go. Um, so this is uh, this is a survey we did of American churchgoers. Is that correct? Yes, uh, Protestant okay. churchgoers. Mm-hmm. Protestant churchgoers, okay. So starting out, we're going to look at, and actually Casey uh, has kind of an interesting way to describe why we're combining uh, Sabbath rest. These are uh, two separate question sets, but mm-hmm. um, why we're asking about talking about the Sabbath and alcohol in the same podcast. Yeah. Casey, you uh, want to sum that up? Sure. Um, it's both both topics that we could get in trouble on, I think, in terms Excellent. of... Excellent. I think that is the <laughs> but, best way to summarize it. But, That's exactly how I feel going into <laughs> recording this. But I think that uh, alternatively, another way of talking about it is just being able to say that uh, these, these are topics that churchgoers disagree with each other sometimes on whether there's a biblical mandate that still applies today to, to uh, you know, what, how, how do we apply Scripture into this aspect of, of Sabbath day or of alcohol consumption? Um, and so, so that, that's a kind of a parallel between these two. And this is actually the way I might summarize it is on both of these, I might, I'm probably at the end of the podcast going to not tell people to tweet to us <laughs> in case we get ourselves <laughs> in trouble. So, so this is among churchgoers, 56% say that taking a day of Sabbath rest each week still applies today. I, I don't know about you guys, that seems lower to me than I expected. I, I think in one way it is, but I also, um, I think the fact that I guess I wonder how if how good people are about actually taking Sabbath would would potentially impact that. You know, if if I if it's one of those things where it's you know it's difficult, you know maybe maybe they feel like it's difficult in a modern context to, to do this, and so then or you know is it a um, does that does that then say okay well is that reflecting back into do, do a, is is that reflecting back into the way that we are interpreting it. And I think a lot of the cultural trends around us here in the United States uh, are, are definitely a move away from uh, America taking a rest one day a week. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think uh, it, it's not surprising to see, you know, a number around half uh, of churchgoers uh, saying that, that that's, uh, th- that's something that still applies today and, and actually a command that applies today um, was the way a biblical command was the way we worded that statement. And and I think too. Then then you have all those questions around. Okay, well, what does it mean to take a Sabbath rest? And um, so so we asked, you know, among those who who say that they're taking a Sabbath rest in a typical week, we asked, how do you observe a Sabbath day? 
We have 79% saying attending a religious survey as part of that. They could select all of these that apply to them. 65% talking about spending time with family. And then, you know, smaller percentage saying things like avoiding paid work, 33%. Avoiding labor or chores of any kind, 25%. Taking a nap, 30%. Um, and, uh, you know, all the way down to avoiding shopping, refraining from attending paid events or entertainment, refraining from media of some kind. Um, that, that even goes down to 3% at that point, saying refraining from some kind of media. Uh, so, so all these different things that sometimes when people hear, what you know, do, do you need to take a Sabbath? We, we might even have different definitions of, well, what does that actually entail? Yeah, there's kind of a, a stair-stepping going on there of, of 56% saying a biblical command to take a Sabbath still applies. Uh, but actually, we're, it's closer to three-fourths who say they take a Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And, and typically on a Sunday, 7 out of 10. Um, but uh, Casey, as you just mentioned, when they actually take a Sabbath, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Right. And part of it is, you know, proactive things of um, attending a religious service or being proactive and taking a nap, which I'm always a big fan of. But then I thought it was interesting <laughs> that... Um, and spend time with family was something to be proactive, but we didn't give them the option, refrain from spending time with family. <laughs> and I wonder if for some <laughs> folks that would facilitate their Sabbath rest. <laughs> but that's just me speculating. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but yeah, on some of these refraining, I mean, I'm not going to give personal testimony to my own areas of obedience or sanctification, but on some of these refraining, I'm not necessarily as, as a sensitive or at least even conscious of that as often as maybe I even should be that, that, that is a good way to exercise it. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think sometimes we're, you know, again, we're, we're trying to avoid saying, here's what you should do. Um, here, here's what all churchgoers should be doing on this particular issue, and, and, and in part because we're aware that people are are in different places on that, and different denominations are in different places on that. But, um, but but I think some of that is also played out here in terms of you know you, you know there you you see um, different people understanding how 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 rest works in different ways, and that that might not only be doctrinal, that might also just be personal. You know that for 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 some of these where we don't feel like okay this maybe is a it's a mandate that people shouldn't you know watch TV or whatever maybe maybe you know not not many people have that perspective but maybe there are still people who um, that feels like an important part of resting for them you know if, if that's something that is distra- detracting from their ability to to rest as well so well I know that you're wanting to avoid conflict Casey but I really will stand firm um, <laughs> behind the thirty percent who take a nap. Um, convictionally, I can support that. Um, mm-hmm. If the topic of Sabbath rest didn't have enough um, potential for uh, disagreement or interpretation, we're going to jump over to uh, our survey of alcohol, views on alcohol. And uh, again, this is um, U.S. Protestant and non-denominational adults who attend religious services once a month or more. So of those who we surveyed, 59% said, say they do not drink alcohol. 
and 41% say they do. Mm-hmm. And we actually asked this exact same question <laughs> 10 years ago, and the number was 39%. And so we see uh, a slight increase, but actually because these, these surveys um, are, are the size they are, we can't, we can't say that that's actually growing, but we also uh, have no indication that it's declining either. Um, so about four out of 10 Americans who attend a Protestant church regularly uh, do drink alcohol, and about six out of 10 do not. And, and you see that that number of, you know, so, so uh, jumping over to saying, you know, we have 23% agreeing that Scripture indicates that people should never drink alcohol. So that number is a lot smaller than the number who are saying that they are personally refraining from alcohol. So there are some people in that space of not necessarily saying there's a biblical mandate here, but for whatever reason, whether that's a personal, maybe it's a mandate for me, maybe I feel like this is something I shouldn't be doing, even if I'm not saying Scripture has a mandate there, or maybe it's I just don't like the taste or whatever it is, but they're, they're, there's a big jump from that 23% saying that it's a scriptural imperative, people should never drink alcohol, and then, um, but then you still have 59% of people not drinking alcohol. And that number is actually down from 10 years ago. So there's fewer people saying uh, that the Bible says you should never drink alcohol um, as they're thinking through the issue, as they're, they're, as they're expressing what they understand from Scripture. At the same time, you also have 55% agreeing Scripture indicates that all beverages, including alcohol, can be consumed without sin. One thing that strikes me there is that Okay, so there's 55% saying that Scripture says that all, all beverages can be consumed without sin, 23% saying that Scripture said you should never drink alcohol. If you add those together, that doesn't add up to 100. Um, you know, so there, there are some people who either aren't sure or who maybe feel like Scripture is, is silent on this issue or, or you know, because, you know, that, that's, that doesn't add to 100. <laughs> so, yeah, some people who aren't affirming either of those things. And we actually, we presented several different statements like this uh, about alcohol, just knowing it's, it, it's, it, uh, it's a complicated issue. It is a, a, an issue that Scripture addresses in several different ways. Um, and so, so that's why we presented several of these statements. I guess I'm fascinated with, you know, on the um, 87% who agree uh, with the statement, Scripture indicates that people should never get drunk. I mean, that's a really... That's a, you know, a really high level of um, agreement. And with 6%, you know, saying not sure, I'm a little bit fascinated with the 3% who say, who strongly disagree with that and the 5% who somewhat disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we didn't ask, I, I feel like, so we have this one question in here that's, do you drink alcohol, right? And I, I think that we would see a strong correlation between those who, who say they do and those who say that, the Bible allows for that. We didn't ask the follow-up question of, do you ever get drunk, right? And I feel like that that might also be, you know, if, if there's, there probably is that correlation there too, or, you know, hopefully, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hopeful there is, but, but you, would, you would think that the people who are affirming that scripture says you should never get drunk also would say that they aren't personally engaging in that either. Um, so, but we, we don't have the, the stats to back that up one way or the other because we didn't ask people about getting drunk on our survey. I almost wonder if that's a more of a reaction to either um, uh, some of the stuff we've seen in our other studies of, you know, 
personal opinion, you know, or not wanting to view scripture authoritatively. If there's a hint of that we're seeing, seeing in that, I don't know. Um, And I guess, well, I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to stir up trouble or be, take a stance. I I guess that's that's the one. I can't wait to hear what you have to say next after that. Well, no, but I guess, no, what what I'm saying is I think with such a high level of agreement Mm -hmm. across the board, it seems like across those who, you know, do drink, don't drink. um, Yeah, right. It makes uh, you interested in the ones who are disagreeing how, how they are coming to a different conclusion yeah. than, than most people on that. Mm-hmm. The, the last two statements we tested, uh, we did not see a lot of movement as compared to 10 years ago. Um, uh, one of them is we see just just a little over half, 54% agreeing that uh, Christians are exercising biblical liberty when they partake alcohol in reasonable amounts. Um, and uh, uh the, the other half is not all disagreeing. There's 16% that are not sure and, and a little over uh, uh, about 30% uh, that, that disagree with that statement. Um, and then six out of 10 churchgoers agree that when Christians partake of alcohol socially, they could cause other believers to stumble or be confused. And uh, um, fewer, fewer people are not sure on that question. Um, so about a third are disagreeing. And, uh, and again, six out of 10 ag- agreeing. Mm-hmm. So I think with, with, with both of those, uh, you know, th- there is a majority of churchgoers that are, are, are um, saying that, that, that there is some room in Scripture uh, for, for someone to drink alcohol, uh, but there can be a downside, and, and that could be causing others to stumble, and, and particularly the way we worded this one was to cause other believers to stumble uh, when they see that. And, uh, you know, we, we do live in a, in a country that ha- has quite a history when it comes to alcohol of, of not, uh, not handling alcohol well. Um, and, um, and, and so, you know, some of the, the movements across uh, different Christian traditions have been in response to that, not wanting um, uh, to to go too far, uh, as we mentioned, uh, so many people believing that the scripture is clear on not getting drunk. Um, if if people can't drink without getting drunk, uh, maybe I should set an example um, by by not drinking at all. Um, and and so that's that's uh, th- these are difficult things for for people to think through, um, uh, and and for for churches to, to grasp and and and. The, the views of Americans, the views of churchgoers in this case, are, are not what should be driving uh, the views of churches. So I think as we as church leaders uh, need to be aware that uh, those who attend our church and as they interact with, with other Christian churchgoers, um, they're going to be running into a lot of folks who, who may be making the choice to, to drink alcohol. Um, they may be taking a real hard line not drinking alcohol, um, e- either because they believe it's forbidden or they believe... Uh, that they can be a better example to others by, by not drinking. And, uh, you know, this is something that, that uh, likely a lot of these churchgoers would probably love to have some guidance from their church leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that, that there's people in a lot of different positions, um, it, it's something that the church leaders probably need to be uh, kind of studying up on information like this 
um, as well as, as, as Scripture itself in, in, in providing that guidance. Good discussion, guys, and I think good stuff for me to even be thinking about because I know um, these conversations come up all the time. And even as we've talked about it, I'm realizing some more and more nuance of, you know, conversations I've even just had recently with folks. So um, I'm learning from our podcast, (laughs) but I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, If you have any questions, please tweet to us at SMCon, at StatsGuyCasey, and at LizetteTweets, or at LifeWay Research. And join us next time for another edition of Keep Asking. Keep asking, learn more, do better.